to Dove and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Ruschak. I'm here with author R.J. Waters. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being here. Now, you have a police murder mystery type book out called Cold But Not Forgotten. Where did yes. you come with the concept for this one? Uh, I was a police officer. Uh, California and uh, Nevada, and uh, this book actually came about because my wife uh, said you've had an interesting life with uh, Vietnam, uh, EMT, police officer, other law enforcement investigation, and she said to uh, write some memoirs down for the family. Uh, I did. Uh, she said, you can write, write, write a story. And I can't do that. But, uh, at that time I was, uh, we'd retired from, uh, Carson city and we were moved down to Las Vegas and I was, uh, volunteering with the cancer society to drive patients to their appointments. And I'd spend one to three hours with them. Uh, I'd be out in the parking lot, have my laptop, and I started writing. And then I discovered that I really enjoyed it. It was it was pure fiction at that point, it, with an influence of my past. Uh, and so I started uh, creating this story, and it uh, it developed into actually two books. Uh, the one I got published uh, uh, was out in September, mm-hmm. and that's cold but not forgotten. And your second book comes out when? Uh, the the my the press the Wild Rose Press has the uh, has the book, and we're doing the editing back and forth right now. So uh, as soon as my editor is happy, then. Uh, they will hopefully publish it. Awesome. So typically with editing, we may look at another fall release? Oh, I would hope so. Maybe even before. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's been pretty much edited, but uh, she has some positive suggestions, which I went along with. And uh, so that's taken... Uh, a little bit more of my creative ability to get it up to her standard. Yes, that does. When we work with a great editor, our standards have to evolve for the editor. As an author, oh, I absolutely. understand this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's uh, uh, my first, actually the book itself is the first one I wrote. Uh, so it's really a prequel to Cold But Not Forgotten. Uh, I had written it. I self-published it. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know anything about writing. That was just purely me writing. Mm-hmm. And I got better as I went along. But the first part of it was weak. And so I just kind of nothing happened to it. I, I've been going to writing classes and critique groups here and I got uh, got a lot more knowledge in uh, the practical part of 
writing, and so I started uh, uh, Colbin Not Forgotten, and so the book that the editor has now is the prequel to that. Same characters, and everything is a continuing story. Well, that's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about, like, the synopsis or general idea okay. of the book? Okay. Uh, Cold But Not Forgotten is uh, uh, takes place in uh, Elko, Nevada. A Lieutenant Carson is a detective for the county. He he and his team discover a woman's lifeless body at a shooting range when they're going out for practice. The dead woman is covered in blood, although her corpse reveals no apparent wounds. So Lieutenant Carson delves into the case. He encounters an interwoven web of suspects. Uh, Diane Morrissey is the victim's name. Her dentist's husband is having an affair with his office manager, who is embezzling from his business on the side. Uh, a marathon partner of Diane's is jealous of her trophies. Her doctor, a health nut, has been giving her arsenic to scare her into eating better. And a widowed neighbor, kindly Mrs. Howell, is befriended her, and she's uh, got access to Diane's computer. And on top of that, she detests Diane's husband. Oh, so basically, it's nicest nicest woman in town. Who'd want to kill her? Of course. And you have a laundry list of suspects. I do. And uh, nobody has yet figured out how it happens until they read it. So I, I feel very good about that. <laughs> Well, that's always a great thing when you write something and it's, oh, it could be, no, that's not it. Or it could, no, <laughs> it's the greatest game of Clue ever, and you don't know until you get to the end. No, most everybody that will say, oh, yeah, you you tipped it off right away. It's the husband, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then after a while, it's like, no, it wasn't the husband, was it? <laughs> so, yeah, it uh, it's kind of fun to listen to that. I love uh, murder mystery books because it keeps you guessing, especially when you have the elements of, hey, this could actually happen in real life, or, hey, it has happened in real life if you watch Snapped or uh, stuff like this on TV. Because yes, sometimes truth, much so. truth, unfortunately, is stranger than fiction, and it keeps you guessing <laughs> to the right very end. Right. Now, the the book I am now working with uh, the editor on um, includes a true experience of mine when I was a young police officer. Uh, I found a woman's body who had been drugged by a truck. Ooh. This is real. And uh, being I was young... Just a patrolman, I had no real uh, involvement in any follow-up investigation. I was just like, go take your, make your report, and that'll be the end of it for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's always, always haunted me. 
And that's the theme of that book is that this case haunts me. Well, I, in the book, I go into the fictional part of uh, going into my career and advancing in law enforcement. And, uh, but all through it, I'm chasing down uh, this, what I think is the trucker that is responsible. And it turns out there's several uh, women throughout the country that are found on the side of the road uh, dead in most cases, uh, and somebody has seen a truck. And the scary part for me is two, three weeks ago uh, in the Midwest, the, they arrested a trucker for doing exactly the same thing as my trucker did. And it got me to the point of looking back to see just how old he was and where he would have been. Well, he's he was not responsible. He was too young uh, for, in my case. But that just, like you say, that brings reality right there. Mm-hmm. It, it's scary when art mirrors reality or reality starts to mirror art because you look at which one came first. And when you live through yes. these events, you go, you start reliving, reliving some of them. Oh, very much so. And uh, in discussing this uh, in in different uh, podcasts and and speeches, uh, it, it kind of chokes me up. I go back to the original situation. Right when you're. My uncle was a police officer. Oh. So, yeah, um, he was. I he retired from the force in Cuyahoga County here in Ohio. I okay. don't know what where how far up the ladder he was, but he did his entire career in one county. So he has little stories that once in a while he'll leak out to the family. Not often, <laughs> just little tidbits. Or he'll give us yeah. little tidbits tip, of Vietnam or little tidbits from here and there of life experience. I'm like, write some of this down, please. <laughs> That's exactly what I got. <laughs> yeah, I my, mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, take your life experience, twist it into a fantasy. A, it helps with coping if you're still coping. Yeah. Or B, it takes your mind somewhere place else. But at True. the same time, you have an awesome story, like the fish with three tails. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, you know, as most of us cops would, would do, we we always have, we do have these stories, mm-hmm. and we we may babble them to each other, and our poor wives get stuck listening to them. And my wife is so good, she can correct me if I, in my retelling, if I missed a point. <laughs> She's heard it enough. So that's really, uh, that's all true. I mean, you, uh, and I understand him completely, because uh, a, a lot of guys are hesitant to relay what some things that happened. Maybe it takes a little longer to bring out certain things, I know, for me. Uh, the fun stuff, I did this and I got that. And 
Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, the, those things, I mean, you're, that, those are bragging things, but some of the embarrassing things you don't, don't come out right away. Mm-mm. Now, the mental traumas, the embarrassing things, the things that you don't want people to know, those take a while to get to. But they make fun. Absolutely. Fan- yeah, they make fun fantasy mo- uh, stories. And when you do a fun fantasy, even if it's based on reality, you can have fun with it. You can joke about it. You can twist it up enough where it's, did this happen or didn't this happen? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and I've, uh, I just got into that story, and it, it was all believable. It, there's a lot of things that I, I was around, involved in, or heard about. That I, I would weave into my story, and as I created the uh, well, the complexity of the plot, uh, just I, I am blessed with being able to uh, be what is called a pantser, seat of the pants writer. Oh yeah. As a as opposed to a plotter, uh, though if you get too far into a book, you've got a plot to make sure you didn't miss anything. But I just. I just sit down and start writing and go wherever my crazy mind puts me. Exactly. That's the best part about being a panther. Even if you're doing a reality-based, and I say reality-based loosely, this is something that could happen or did happen or Mm might have happened within the last 50 years or could (laughs) could happen within the next 50 years. Yeah, you you still have that real, relatable part, element to it, so it's a human element that you're putting in the story. Yeah, but yet you're cancer, so you don't you're taking that human element and chucking it to the side, just trying to make the storyline believable. <laughs> That's true, and uh, the, I'm blessed by the fact that I still have a memory. And uh, I can uh, piece together a lot of these different things and uh, relate them back to circumstances and people that I encountered and make it uh, uh, believable, as you say. Uh, you know, it's it, we have the usual disclaimer that, uh, you know, uh, there's no person or living or dead or this and that. Uh, Mm-hmm. But but still, it's uh, they're believable stories, and uh, you know, certain people would look over our shoulder and say, "That's not what I did." <laughs> but well, maybe you didn't, but the other guy did, and you're close enough. I don't use real names or anything, of course, but right. Uh, I my characters are based on people I know. And maybe not everything that character does is is what that character would have done, but sometimes he seems a better subject for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes I, we I, make our characters, and sometimes our characters are based on someone we know. Mm-hmm. Even if you go a complete fantasy, like fairies, witches, and elves, oh my, there's some element within those characters that can be related to a person that the author knows. Correct. Correct. Uh, and I, 
I've yet to anyone jump on me and say, that's me, mm-hmm. uh, which is good, <laughs> even if I've made them a hero. I, I, I just keep it uh, so no one can say, hey, I want to cut out that commission out of this. <laughs> I did right. this, and I'm the hero. <laughs> but no. Yeah, we, no, yeah. we don't do that. And No. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's someone out there that has done that to an author before. I'm sure. Because I haven't heard of it, but I can see it. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. because we haven't heard of it doesn't mean it hasn't happened very quietly behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Because things that happen behind closed doors are stranger than anything that we can put out as an author. Trust me. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, closed doors meetings are like, what just happened here? Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. If we do a book on it, you you know, even if we do the book as a reality, a nonfiction book, people are going to read it and go, no, this is fiction. It just got miscatalogued. Yes, that's exactly true. I mean, you can tell people something and they'll say, oh, you're making that up. And it's like, no, actually I'm not. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, what I like about doing the fiction is uh, you can do just that. You can embellish something or you can tell it exactly as it happened, but under the disclaimer, it's, it bears no resemblance to any person, place, or thing. And uh, so it, may or may not be 100% correct, but uh, as long as, you know, you, you make an interesting story out of it. But, yeah, sometimes people will uh, do things that, oh, i got to write this down, but uh-huh. to cover it. <laughs> exactly. It's so fun, though, because we get into these stories. Um, let's see. We have all had that one person in our family that has the fish tails. I caught, you don't understand. We caught a three-foot-long whatever, but in reality it was a little, like, two-inch-long, six-inch whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all have these stories. So it's in our nature to uh, 100% embellish stuff. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you're, like I say, with your family or with your peers, or you're going to embellish the hell out of it. Of course, uh, especially when you're trying to make yourself look better, right? Sure, sure. Oh, you I think mean, you did that? Well, you know what I did. <laughs> uh-huh. Especially when you're in the same, like, police officers gathering around, around <laughs> the water cooler getting coffee. Oh, I had this call coming today. Oh, you get yep. this, I got this. Yep. I mean, it's stuff oh, yeah. that we can it's... see. I mean, we yeah. poke fun yeah. at it and a little bit, but at the same time, it's fun. It helps oh, relieve... Oh, very much so. Yeah, it relieves the stress of the situation. Absolutely. Uh, no, that's, uh, you know, that's why, you know, there's so many after-ship, Trips to the bars so you can kind of unwind. Mm-hmm. 
You have their uh-huh. trips to the bars. You have the, hey, honey, you wouldn't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they can't get up and leave then. You're, they're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> People in the bar can just laugh you off. Oh, yeah, and go on their way. But uh, your poor spouse is, uh, is, is, is kind of stuck with yes, dear. You told That's me that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, as a spouse, we hear, oh, okay, you did this. I thought you did that in this year, or I thought you did this. In... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so, but it is when later on, if I'm telling a story, family or someone else, that, and my wife will just kind of like, no, don't you remember you did this before that? And it's like, oh, geez. Yeah, she's right, because she's heard it more times than I told it, I think. (laughs) Wives have this this ability. We remember everything. Even if you think we're not listening, we'll remember it. It's our superpower. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very true. I'm waiting for someone to make a book about it to point that out. (laughs) That'd be a long book. Yes, it would. <laughs> but, you know, we poke fun at everything. But yeah, at the which, same, which is helpful, yeah. yeah. Yes. But at the same time, you have the prequel coming out. What else do you have working on? Or are well, you? Well, uh, I have, uh, in between all this, I had written a... I don't know if you want to call it speculative fiction or science fiction or exactly what it is, but I'd written this uh, book about uh, Area 51 here in Las Vegas mm-hmm. with uh, aliens. Of course. Uh, and uh, uh, a plot to uh, overthrow the government and uh, the aliens that are secretly living out there, uh, the ones that landed in uh New Mexico years ago. Mm-hmm. The government is keeping out there because they can't get home. Uh, so they're all working together to uh, uh, attempt to overthrow or to stop the people that want to overthrow and make a coup of the government. So it's... Uh, so wait, wait, wait. Are the aliens the good guys or the bad guys? Yeah. The aliens well, are the good guys in this one. And uh, they they enlist a uh, former Army Ranger who was a police officer, and they get a hold of him and get him to uh, 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 help them because they need need things they can't do, even though they're super intelligent. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the the hero of the story is a talking dog. He is the dog is the dog is half alien, half uh human dog. He's a he's a huge German shepherd looking dog. And uh he's very sarcastic and uh he's he refers to the aliens as the little squirts because they're shorter. <laughs> and uh, he beats up the humans and but he, he is uh 
as much of the brains of the outfit of anything. He kind of tries to keep everybody together. And um, I've I've not had no one really except one friend of mine is the only one that can't accept the talking dog. But uh, the others, other people seem to like it. So uh, it was it was going to be. Uh, well, actually, Wild Rose, my editor, I first met her and she at a conference, and she uh, liked the story. And that's actually an interesting story, how I met her. I, this is a Las Vegas Writers Conference, and I've been going to them. I've learned a lot uh, about writing. And this was uh, probably the third one I'd gone to, and it was... Uh, uh, cocktail hours before dinner at the conference. It was one of the hotels here. And uh, my wife's standing by our table, and I was talking to another author. And Allie Robertson, the uh, editor for Wild Rose, she comes down the aisle and she sees my wife, pretty little blonde, standing there. And so she just goes up to her and says, And what do you write? which is a standard line in those things. Mm-hmm. And she well, what do you write? And she says, I don't, but, and then she reaches around, grabs me, spins me around, but he does. <laughs> and I look up, and there's Allie. she got her eyebrows raised looking at me, and I gave her a perfect pitch. Usually when you give the pitch, you get a little nervous. you got to sit back and wait to get called and go talk to somebody and, uh, so this one, I mean, I had, it was just off guard, and I just gave it a perfect pitch. She took out her card, says, send me your manuscript. You never get that. No. Usually it's to give me a synopsis or give me a chapter or something, but she says, send me the manuscript. Well, I did. Uh, likes it, but uh, the committee did not. They weren't quite ready to go that far. So she said, but you got anything mainstream, send it. I like your voice. Well, Cole, but not forgotten, was ready to be sent to her. And so I did. And so, say, as of September, it was published. And awesome. we're working on the other one. Yeah. So we're working on the, the next one. So, yeah, I've, I've dabbled with a few other things. But the, the dog book, I... It's just a pet, and it's a little long, trying to trim it down, and because uh, it's like 120,000, uh, needs to get down closer to 100 uh, words. So, is that anyway. their their standards or what you want to get it down to? Uh, just curious. it's kind of an accepted thing. It's. I guess the more you write, the more you can, uh, you've got two or three books out there. You can write longer books and get away with it. I don't know. But uh, they, the general rules that I see, they seem to prefer under 100,000 on books. So this one, I've trimmed a lot out and I'm still over oh, 120. So it should, uh, I might be able to uh, sell up like that because the story does uh, evolve and it's one of those you get into. I, uh, hopefully you'd want to find out what happens. So 
We'll give it a we'll give it a shot again. Okay. If I'll make you an offer. If your publisher doesn't want it, let me know. Oh. Because I, def- because I definitely would. Really? Well, okay. Um, how do I get a hold of you? Web- website? Um, you're, yeah, I'll give you my information afterwards, and we'll yes. go from there. Very so. good. Yeah, they have the first right for refusal, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, since we had the contract for Colvin, I've forgotten. So I, right. it at least has to be run to them, and maybe they'll run away from it. And okay. the fact that you're interested, I love that. You're welcome. Okay. Because I'll be looking for new authors here in a couple weeks anyways. Whoa. Is this fortuitous timing? <laughs> yes, it is. And I normally don't. I don't normally make offers on the radio, so that's really yeah. cool. So for now, where can our listeners find you? They can find me on Facebook at RJ Waters at no, I'm sorry, rjwatersauthor.com. Or on the website, rjwaters-author.com. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, we have, uh, uh, there's a blog starting and uh, the usual uh, Facebook things that come out. And it's, uh, uh, I'm supporting, uh, trying to support uh, Canine for Cops. Okay. which is an organization for getting police dogs to uh, uh, agencies. And uh, so I'm trying to give some some of my uh, meager commissions to uh, help them out because I think it's an extremely necessary uh, function in law enforcement. The dogs dogs do an amazing job. Oh, yes. More agencies need more canines. Yes, they do. And on top of that, they need uh, uh, the protective vests, which mm-hmm. which help with uh, knives and a certain amount of bullets. Yes. And uh, then they also have now, unfortunately, they have a, a drug kit to uh, counter out any uh, drugs that they happen to discover and uh affects them so uh so they the handler has that right there and gives the dog an injection because those suckers can find anything and if they happen to get a snoot full of the stuff why Mm -hmm. then it's uh they go quickly so this stuff works yeah it's not a good situation for canines yes yeah no Part humans, they got <laughs> no. their own too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've got. Uh, from my experience, uh, dogs weren't a big deal in my day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did encounter uh, someone that uh, 
uh, a larger agency nearby brought some dogs down for a search we were doing. And uh, they were definitely a competitive bunch because they wound up getting in a fight among themselves. And the handlers are going crazy trying to drag them apart. So I think they've learned better than to group them together and to space them a little. Yeah, I mean, well, it depends on how they're trained. And I think the training that the dogs go through right now is a lot better than it was probably 20 years ago. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, a lot of them came from uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. Germany. Uh, uh, Germany, Belgium. It's amazing how many of the shepherd-type dogs come from over there. Yes. Uh, and and they are trained, and you talk to them in their language. That's what they understand. Very true. So nobody else can command them, just the, the handler. But, uh, yeah, nowadays uh, they still have some that way, but mm-hmm. uh, they come from overseas. But they are, they are much better trained. And I'd, I'd take one as a partner any time. Well, having a service dog, and I can tell you, a trained dog will save your life more than a trained human. Oh, absolutely. I believe that. They're much more alert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can yeah, my... pick up things that a human can't, and it's just, it's wonderful. Yeah, I've but... always had dogs, and uh, my mm-hmm. present dog, would uh, she'll fly through the house and go out in the back, and there's a walkway out behind us, and she'll go out to the fence and just raise holy hell. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't think anyone will ever come near this place. <laughs> well, I because... currently live with three dogs. One is a retired service dog, and she oh. currently has the perverse pleasure of having my grandmother put to bed at 7 o'clock on the dot. Otherwise, we're dealing with a cranky surface dog and then I have to be wherever she wants me to be at by 8 o'clock and if you don't think a dog can tell time you've never been around a trained dog (laughs) well this one uh, she was a foster Uh, she's a a blue took hound and I've never had uh, a hound I've had more you know, like uh, Rhodesian Ridgeback Shepherds, those type things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but they had her on the the foster program here, uh, and it was like, oh, you know, she just that face. You can't you can't resist that face. Right. So I got her. I got her, and uh, we just we just fell in love with her, and she with us. So she's. Uh, very quiet. The best dog we've ever had as far as people come and go. She doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just very sociable. But if something arouses her. She's that big howl and flying out the dog door and goes out. Doesn't care if it's the middle of the night or not. She would charge out in the backyard. And, uh, you know, if I was doing anything I shouldn't be, I'd be out of there from hearing that sound. <laughs> oh, yes. But yeah. it was a pleasure talking to you today. It's and been very enjoyable talking to you. I appreciate this. Yeah, this has been fun. 
And for our listeners, happy reading. Yes. Okay. Now, do you have pen and paper down so you can take I do, down ma'am. The... Okay. It's going to be going to... Ew. My assistant just made this email for me, and I don't even know the email. <laughs> okay. It is. Where is it at? Okay. T R I E N T Press. Okay. T R Tom Robert Ida. Indigo. Yeah. Elephant. Nancy. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, the TR first? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, then Indigo? Indigo. Nancy? No. Elephant, Nancy. No. E, okay. And then and. Then and. T-R-I-E-N. Mm-hmm. T. Okay. T. T. Press. T. Tom. Tom. Then the word press. I'm sorry. The word. Press. P R E S S. Oh, press. Mhm. Okay. T R I E N T press. Triant. Triant press. Oh, okay. We are a subsidiary of Anthem which is a major printing press over in Dubai, Dubai. So we have really? access to the entire network. Wow. This is just okay. the U.S. version coming over here. Okay. Okay. Okay, and then that's the name of the and then press. You, and then, at yeah. gmail.com. The website's not even up yet. It's not even announced yet that we're coming to the U.S. So, oh. we're taking Try my press mm-hmm, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Okay, yep. we're we're taking my network, my authors that I have under my current printing company, and we're merging the two. Mm. So, there you go. Okay. Uh, that's got to be kind of exciting for you. It is. Yeah. Maybe well, a little scary? Well, we're <laughs> taking my company that does three different things, making it one big corporation, and then cutting it into sections so each section is overran by someone. So I have... Oh. Yes, so I have... Okay. Time to do what I need to do and not put out fires that someone else should be looking over. Oh, okay. I understand that. Well, I do. Okay, mm-hmm. currently what I'm doing is I have the authors, everything under the publishing house. Then I have my film and media company, which includes the radio. And then I also have a talent management system. And there's one of me. So 
my partner over at Anthem, he said, ah, no, we're going to get this working correctly. So well. he's helping. we're restructuring. We're going under his company name and bringing everything that he offers as far as in-store placement and press and stuff like this and getting everything worked up. Fascinating. Okay. Um, this isn't Trident. No. It's tri Trient. Trient. Yeah. It means tri-ant. three. Yep. T r i e n t because Trident Press comes up. Mm-hmm. That's something else, I apparently. That's something else. Okay. Looks like it's out of Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, we don't have a website. We don't have anything that leaked on the Internet yet. No, I can see. <laughs> like this so. is This has been very interesting for me, and I've certainly enjoyed talking with you. You're and welcome. If you want to look you, at my You better current... believe you will be uh, contacted about this. Oh, I'm you're very, very... I mean, have... Go ahead. If you want to look at my current network, if you go to doveanddragonpublishing.com, this is okay. that is what I own right now and what uh-huh. we're taking from the current company and turn it into a corporation. Okay. Yeah, I've looked at the Dragon Dragon to mm-hmm. uh, kind of get an idea of what I was in for today. And you didn't expect and any of this. You are very pleasant. I mean, you know, you're, most of the interviewers I've had have been uh, very good. I, mm-hmm. I'm always afraid of the one that's going to be snarky and laying back to make you look bad. But uh, but you've just been fun. Good. And well, I look forward to it. And yeah. the fact that you're connected to law enforcement makes that even better. <laughs> well, I have... My uncle is retired. My cousin is yeah. a current trooper in Virginia. Oh. So. Okay. And then oh, my that... aunt is a retired judge. Oh, wow. So well, I understand law enforcement very well. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. So, but it was a pleasure speaking uh. with you. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and thank you so much, and uh, I appreciate the invitation. I'm pretty sure that uh, you'll be hearing from me. Sounds wonderful. Look forward to it. Thank you very much. You have a good day. You too. Bye-bye.